Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom and lovers of the Torah, and thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I'm your host, Pastor Mark, and today I'll share some ideas on the question, should Christians observe the seventh-day Sabbath? It is a dated question going all the way back approximately to the second century when the Gentile Christian leaders gained significant authority in the early church. And it took well over another hundred years to finally wean Gentile believers from observing the biblically-based Seventh-day Sabbath to observing Sunday, the first day of the week. The novel Sunday observance was intended to replace the biblical Seventh-day Sabbath and even went on to become known as the Christian Sabbath. The Christian Sabbath as juxtaposed with the biblical Sabbath. So the question Should Christians observe the Seventh-day Sabbath continues to this day to ring in our ears, and I predict it will continue to ring in our ears as long as there are believers who hold a high view of the Decalogue or Law of God. So my interest in this matter was piqued when I read an article on this topic by one of the most noteworthy Messianic Jewish scholars of our time, Dr. Michael Brown. And frankly, I was shocked by his response to this question. And if I read and understood him correctly, and I hope I did, uh, the Sabbath is not for Gentiles to observe. It's only for the Jewish people. Dr. Michael Brown implies that Sunday is the appropriate day for Gentile believers to observe if they really want to observe a day at all. But Shabbat is off limits for the Gentile believers. It was not given to them, but to Israel alone. Now, again, maybe I'm misreading him. I don't know. You can read his article for yourself on his website, askdrbrown.org. That's askdrbrown.org. And the document, the article that he wrote is, Should Christians Observe the Seventh-Day Sabbath? So I thought this would be a great podcast, seeing how this question transcends Dr. Michael Brown. It's been around for a long, long time. It's been asked in almost every generation since the day was switched from Sabbath to Sunday. So regardless of of who wrote the articles, uh, the bigger issue is the question itself. And I want to get into this great dialogue because it has been raging since the day that the church changed it from Saturday to Sunday. And really, until the church repents and changes it back— for its members, the day will rightfully rage on. So stay tuned with me as I raise some widespread objections to religious leaders who want to diminish and even annul the Lord's day, the seventh day Sabbath, and to replace it with the traditions of the church. 
So this is the series. It'll go on for, I don't know how many weeks, but I'm going to work down through Dr. Michael Brown's article and address some of these uh, issues that he raises. Uh, but in relationship to the show, keep in mind that this is a midrash and not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or a theological treatise on the subject. I'm simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself. And I reserve the right to change my mind on my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of the Messiah. So the first question, the big question. Here it is. Ready? Is God the God of the Jews only? Think about that. Is God the God of the Jews only? I know that doesn't sound like, you know, that's very significant, but really it's a question that's been raised, you know, all the way back in ancient biblical times and, and all the way through the apostolic scriptures, of course. And I think it's a relevant question for today. Is God the God of the Jews only? Did he intend to save only Jewish people? Are his laws, as summarized in the Ten Commandments, only intended for Israel? If so, shouldn't the Gentiles look for their own Gentile gods to save them and bless them? Maybe the Gentile gods, with their worldviews and agendas, are what the Gentiles need to return to. However, if the God of the Jews is also the God of all things and beings, seen and unseen, then maybe, just maybe, he is saving Gentiles too and calling them to join Israel and participate in the covenants of promise and blessing as joint heirs and full brothers and sisters in the household of God. So again, is God over all or just the Jews only? Is God over Israel alone or is he also over the nations? Let's begin with Jeremiah the prophet. He's one of my favorite prophets. He's, he's, you know, really a uh, uh, title that has been given to him is, is the weeping prophet. But in Jeremiah chapter 32 and verse 26, this statement is found. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? Now, in not answering that question, of course, it's rhetorical. Uh, I just want to point out that God reveals himself as the God of all flesh. He doesn't say he's the God of the Jews only. He, he makes the claim that he's the God of all flesh. And all flesh is a reference to all human beings, whether they are Jewish or not. Simply stated, he is the God of humanity, of all human beings. Now, Paul, the Jewish apostle, he weighs in on this statement, this concept, too, uh, when he's making the case that Jews and Gentiles get saved or become right with God based on faith alone and not based on ethnic status as revealed in the phrase, quote unquote, the works of the law. So in Romans chapter 3, 27 through 30, let's pick up the reading. It says, where then is the boasting? It is excluded. But what by what kind of law of works? No, but by a law of faith. For we maintain that a man is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Or is God the God of the Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also. Since indeed God will justify the circumcised, i.e. those who have Jewish status, ethnic Jewish status. God will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith is one. So this is an amazing passage. And, um, you know, I, I just want to point out a few things. Number one, faith 
nullifies ethnic status as the framework of becoming a child of God. You know, you, 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 you as a Gentile can go through a conversion. You know, the works of the law is certainly encompasses and, and contains the idea that a Gentile can become a Jew by changing his ethnic status through this ritual of circumcision. But Paul's point is, why would you do that? See, ethnic status is not the framework of becoming a child of God anyway. Faith nullifies that. No circumcision needed. Why? Since becoming a child of God is based on faith and not on ethnic status, then ethnic status in regard to becoming a child of God doesn't matter. Faith matters. So God, the God of the Gentiles, is saving Gentiles as Gentiles. He, he, he cannot be the God of the Gentiles too if they all have to change their ethnic status to Jewish ethnic status in order to be under his rule or within his household. Do you catch that point? God is the God of the Gentiles in the sense that the Gentiles are being saved by him as Gentiles because he's the God of the Gentiles too, not just the God of the Jews. This is a very important concept to understand. For God, or for Paul, God is the God of the Gentiles too. He sent his son to save Jewish people and also to save the Gentiles as Gentiles. No circumcision necessary. No need to change your ethnic status from Gentile to Jewish. Why? Because he's already your God as a Gentile. He, he's the God of the Gentiles too. So Jews and Gentiles in Messiah together become this one household of God. One household of God, not two houses. He doesn't have two houses with two wives. No, one God, one house, one Messiah, one spirit, one way of salvation. So the conclusion to our question that we've raised today, is God the God of the Jews only? And as a result, Gentiles must then convert and become Jews in order to enjoy and participate in the covenants of promise and blessing. I say no. No. He is God of the Gentiles too. This is important. God is the God of the Gentiles too. Secondly, to this idea that Gentiles can be saved as Gentiles, but are not allowed to observe the commandments of God, like the Sabbath, which Paul describes, by the way, in Romans chapter 7, that the law is good and holy and righteous and spiritual. This idea that, that Gentiles can be saved, but uh, there's no access to the law, this is, this is crazy. This is Meshuggah. It's craziness. It births and maintains division and separation between Jewish and Gentile believers, and it diminishes and demeans Gentile believers as Gentiles. It actually fuels the debacle of Gentiles clamoring for conversion so that they can finally be accepted by Jewish believers as full brothers and sisters, or clamoring for Ephraimite identity to try to gain legitimacy among Jewish believers. It is tragic, to say the least. So part of the answer to this question, part of the answer is realizing that God is the God of the Gentiles too. He is saving Gentiles on the same basis as he's saving Jews by faith alone. And he has made both his children in the same household of faith. He has written the same Torah on their hearts. He has filled them with his one and only spirit, empowering them both to walk within the framework of what he wrote on their hearts, 
the Torah. So the one God of Israel is also the God of all flesh. One God, one Lord, one Messiah, one people, one household, one kingdom. And yes, I know this will this will jar some of my Messianic Jewish brothers and sisters. One law, one God, one Lord, one Messiah, one people, one household, one kingdom, one law. What? Why is that such a problem? Why? Why the angst? Okay, so let me just say this. So the next time a Messianic Jew tells you as a Gentile believer in God's household. That God's beautiful, revelatory, empowering day of rest and refreshing is not for you precisely because you are a Gentile. Tell him that God is not the God of the Jews only and that you will see him on Shabbat. And that if that bothers him, he can take it up with our Father who is over us all. Tell him that you are here to stay and that you refuse to sit in the back of the bus. And to my Messianic Jewish friends, On behalf of the Messianic Gentiles, I proclaim to you, let my people in. We're coming in anyway. So you might as well make it respectable and honorable. We're coming in anyway. Let's get along. Let's resolve this. Let's join together and celebrate the covenants of promise that are yes and amen in Messiah. That concludes our program for this week. I'm going to continue to work down through this article written by Dr. Michael Brown, and we'll continue to address these issues. And so look forward to a number of podcasts on this issue. And a special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah, to you, our listeners and supporters, for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. We are a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. Subscribe now. Pray with us. Give financially. Share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I'm your host, Pastor Mark. And until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua the Messiah. Shalom. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.